Gatorsports.com. This, 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 this article is written with a slant, to say the least. Accusations fly regarding quarterback Jaden Rashada, NIL, and his commitment to Miami over Florida. Jaden Rashada's commitment earlier in the week wasn't without controversy. The highly recruited four-star quarterback out of Pittsburgh, California, during a ceremony broadcast live when CBS Sports verbally committed to the University of Miami over 32 additional scholarship offers. He had narrowed it down to Florida, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and the Canes. While the Hurricanes and their fan base celebrated the addition of a potential difference maker for the football program, the four SEC powers vying for Rashada's commitment were left disappointed and in search of alternatives. Florida included, where the article's written. Didn't take along for the conversation regarding Rashada's commitment to shift to a name, image, and likeness discussion. Rashada's representative, California-based lawyer Michael W. Caspino, is with Forward Counsel in Newport Beach and also specializes in NIL legislation. Due to either media reports or social media reaction, Caspino seemed intent on getting ahead of any suggestions that the quarterback chose Miami based on the money. In order to make his point, Caspino told Jeremy Crabtree of One on One Sports, or excuse me, One Sports, that one on one sports was a was a was a radio network back in the day that I used to listen to. I remember Papa Joe Chevalier. I'm going off on a tangent. One on one sports, like in the late nineties, was the anti ESPN and they were more of an underground radio network. I'm I'm pure sports. Like JT DeBrick was on one on one sports slash sports fan radio network. And I used to listen, that's why I do radio. I used to I listen to radio much more than I watch TV. And I'm a person that's listening to pretty much every major radio. I'm a serious XM guy, a Stern guy, a Rush Limbaugh guy, rest in peace. Even though I hate his politics. A Hannity guy. That's where I get it from. A family radio guy. Chuck Swindoll, Charles Stanley. Back to the article. In order to make the point, Caspino stated that Rashada left millions on the table by spurning the Gators. Crabtree seemed to back up Caspino's assertion by confirming with multiple sources that the Gators, through officially partnered NIL fund, the Gator Collective. So these schools all have like an NIL fund. and It's a bunch of boosters that don't really report to the school because the school can't, they can't cut them a check themselves. It's got to be a third party. And all boosters, although boosters have money, they don't necessarily have like $10 million. So you have kind of a slush fund and these collectives are basically slush funds to buy players and Lance Day loves it. The Gator Collective offered Rashad a package worth 11 million in total, which was a million and a half more than John Ruiz, a Miami booster who was drawn the attention of the NCA had offered to Rashad. He went there because he loves Miami, the coaches and the opportunity said Caspino. And that's what Rashada confirmed during his announcement, the Hurricanes facilities, coaching staff, and, of course, the South Beach Five. I mean, Gainesville is a nice town, but it ain't South Beach. So, basically, Florida, and if you if you look at the comments from their fan base, Florida's mad at this kid because he didn't take all of their money. We offered you more money than Miami. How dare you? 
whore yourself out, quote unquote, to somebody else when we gave you the most money. And I find that to be hilarious as well. And it's back to, to NIL. Now, first and foremost, with, with Miami, I think we'll all agree Miami's better when they're buying players and when they have players down at South Beach and, and they're on yachts and, and they're doing cocaine and Molly and Percocet and ecstasy. Like, it's like basically bad boys one and two, not three. Because Will Smith was old. Martin Lawrence was even older. But that's what Miami is. Like in the old school, the old Oklahoma and Nebraska teams, they were they were Midwest, corn-fed kids, all-America kids, like leave it to Beaver. That that wore sweaters, Letterman sweaters, and stuff like that. The Miami Hurricanes, you had Michael, Michael Irvin. You had guys like Warren Sapp. Biddy Blades, Al Blades, Melvin Bratton, Santana Moss. <laughs> I remember one of my favorite moments about the U is on the, the 30 for 30 doc on the four-letter network. And Randall Hill, they used to call him Thrill Hill. They were playing Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Randall Hill had like an 80-yard touchdown, ran up the tunnel, ran back down the tunnel with an imaginary – Six shooter was shooting down all of the Texas players in cold blood. And when they interviewed about him, his response was, Look, man, it's not my fault that the tunnel was open. It's not my fault that the quarterback threw me a beautiful bomb. It was not my fault that Texas had talked a lot of smack. It was not my fault that on the first play of the game, one of our players knocked out the kick returner. And it was not my fault that the defender was too slow to cover me. And that's what Miami is at its core. And just like I talked about Texas, you know, I talked about Bevo the other day getting Arch Manning. And you think about it, if if this kid, Rashad, is getting nine and a half M's, how much money is Arch Manning going to get? Arch Manning might be set for life before he even gets to the NFL. He might have like 25 M's in the bank. Because you get the Manning machine, you think about it's not just it's not just the play itself, but but think about think about Zion Williamson. I know Zion Williamson's been a bust in the NBA. He's too fat to be out there. He's basically one of the first people to have been IR'd for being fat. Because that's why they didn't play him because he's so fat. And I want him to hurt himself even more. Because he's throwing a ball off the backboard doing a 360, which is amazing. For someone of his girth to be able to do and 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 I and I get on him for being fat people are like well Lance you're fat I'm like I am even though I'm not as fat as I used to be the difference between me and Zion Williamson is I don't have to play a back-to-back at Denver and then at Sacramento but think about the impact that he had at Duke how much money he made Duke it was box office I was living in Phoenix at the time I would make sure that I was home I watched all of the games that they put on and Arch Manning if you think that Quinn Ewers is going to continue to have that job when Arch Manning gets there, I I would I would suggest against that. Quinn Ewers will be hitting that transfer portal once again. He'll be at USC. I'm I'm calling it. Quinn Ewers will be at USC with Lincoln Riley. Cuz the Manning brand name is just you start him for 3 years. 
because they're going to be on TV every five minutes. And Bevo has their own network. So it's just common sense. It's it's marketing. But Zion brought so many eyeballs to the table. Arch Manning's going to do the same. And these kids, I love free market capitalism. I think that for many years, the NCAA has has ripped off these kids. They've screwed these kids. They've exploited these kids, especially especially when most of these individuals are are of color or even uh, people of Caucasian descent, but not from the best upbringings. You have some kids that that are that are financially stable. But you got a lot of people out playing football, man. That's that's their only way to college. They're not going to college without football. And NCAA exploits these kids, and they tell them that if they get a pair of Jordans and a PS5 that they're evil, that they're thugs, that they're not team players. And in, in, in what field, I say this over and over again, there's no other field in the United States of America where we tell people that we're going to cap their income based on what it costs to, to give someone a scholarship for one year. It's like, I don't know, 60 grand, 75 grand for a full scholarship to a state school room and board. Well, what if you're, what if you're like Johnny Cocaine when he was at uh, Ampersand University. What if you're like the Fab Five at Michigan? You know, what if you're Mike at at UNC? What if you're what if you're the running rebels and you're grandmama? And you're just you're out in the big west and and you're beating you're beating all the West Coast teams by fifty and sixty. And Larry Johnson's putting up a, a, a 20 and 12 by halftime. And Anderson Hutt has six threes. It makes sense to, to, to pay these players based on what the market value is. And right now, the market value is very high for these players, probably too high. But when you start getting them where people are getting $9, 10000000 million, that, that's going to be interesting because you got coaches that are only making that on a three-year deal. And what if the kid is a stud? What if he goes out and he's second in the Heisman ballot as a freshman? That price is going. In the words of Fat Joe, yesterday's price is not today's price. And and I absolutely love it. These kids have been exploited long enough. If you go to the NCAA headquarters in Indianapolis, you'll see a whole lot of of, uh, nice cars. You'll see a lot of BMWs, a lot of Beamers. You might see an Ashton Martin or a Bentley, and it's a whole bunch of 60 and 70-year-old men that are exploiting these kids. It's time for the kids to be rich. And like I've said over and over, I hope that these kids get so much money that they make more money than the coach, and they're literally flying G5s and landing them at the 50-yard line for practice. Paragon 7 Studios. This is a corrupt organization that has been rotting from the inside out for decades now, and you know it. And the public is finally beginning to catch up, but they don't even know half the truth about how you guys chew up thousands and thousands of kids every single year under the promise of an education. Then you squeeze out every bit of value that they have before you pass them on to the pros. Or you just discard them as if they got no value at all. And God forbid they get hurt. You know how I know this? Because I saw it and because I lived it. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, 
coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. James Lewis. I love guns, just for the record. I'm all over the, the map today. I, I love guns. One thing about me, a lot of people don't know. Um, if you see me in Nashville, there is a 99.9% chance that I'm armed. Because in, in Nashville and in Tennessee, you can you can carry concealed. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I always got the toast on me. I'm not a thug. I live in a gated community. I'm not trying to be a tough guy, but I but I always have a gun on me. I always have a burner on me. All the time. Because it's legal. It's my right as an American to got the, to to have the strap. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 